There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello, this is part two of a discussion about conflict resolution with Kimberly Wyatt and Max Rogers. We should probably, in the interest of balance, Max, ask, because obviously you literally do a profession where you look amazing for a, a living, so we're not in controversial territory here. So do you ever experience that type of thing from men? Because the average British guy doesn't look like you, let's face it. The average British guy is five foot nine and bordering <laughs> on clinically obese. I'm allowed to say that because that's all my uncles and cousins. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, in general, the, um, a male reaction, and it, it does feel weird to just accept what you just said. So I have to clarify that. Appreciate that. That's very nice. Of course, none of it's true. But yeah. but say it was true. Um, it generally, you get a pair of pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Ge- generally, exactly. Thanks. That's much. I feel more comfortable now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Generally, available in three sizes. Exactly. Model wear small. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there we go. Now we're back. There we go. Now now we're, yeah, brilliant. Right. But that, in fact, what we just did is the general reaction. It's almost as if if something like that ever does come up, and I've worked on building sites as well, so. It will be put out there. There will be a comment made like, oh, you need to eat some pies or what do you reckon? Do I look? And it's almost like men can't help but put it in the room to let let it be known that like we've noticed it, but I'm going to knock you down a peg or two. And now we're all back on an even keel again. It's a routine. It becomes very, very like, you know, as a comedian, I bet you get told, tell us a joke. All the time. Oh, All the time. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you no, can have is, that one. You can have it. Yeah. Oh, the, only equi- the only equipment I can draw is when you're a new comedian, up and coming, everyone loves you. But if you dare to get a bit of commercial success, then people want to cut, cut you down. But yeah. I, do, I do think Kimberly's got a point, though. It's, it seems to be more virulent, this sort of girl-on-girl uh, hatred. Anyway, we're drifting from, we're drifting from the, the subject slightly. Do you think society itself promotes healthy conflict resolution or promotes conflict amongst people promotes conflict conflict, 100% it sells conflict sells is it worse now in 2023 is it worse now than it ever was I think it's a political ideology as well quite obviously I think whatever side of the fence you're sitting on it's quite clear that there are now two sides of the fence we no longer have a discussion we've we've created a conflict that stops us discussing things and I think that's that's just run right through society Every yeah. TV show Divide is set up where you pick up a favourite and then and then you hate on the other person, whether it be, yes. you know, from the pop idol days to Dancing on Ice. Everything is set up with pick your favourite, hate on the other guy. And I think that just yeah. we're just used to that. I think we've gone so far in that direction that, that like, can we go any further? <laughs> like, I think it has yeah. to come back to a space where people can just 
have a space to just be able to discuss and be on the same page and it not have to be one way or the other, but live in a, a safe gray area of everybody is a little bit different and has a different opinion. But we have gone so far in that direction. And a lot of it has to do with online, like social media and things. You know, yeah. mm. Daily Mail puts a big provocative headline up there. If they don't feel like the comments are happening, I swear they'll send a bot to say something that's just going to create more yeah. conflict and keep everybody staying on that page in their raging conflict so they can just continue that keys of courage because mm. they make money for how many views and how long they stay on the site. So they'll do anything to make that happen. And I think that sort of happens across the board. Conflict keeps people interested mm-hmm. and it's yeah, really so damaging. You can't afford to not have anything to say in this world now. So Lindsay, what do you think about this idea that social media is the sort of the petrol that's been poured on the homo sapiens already sparky relationship with conflict. Do you think social media is making it harder to resolve conflict? You either post a black square or you don't. I'm pretty sure there might be more to the history of race relations than whether I've uploaded something to my grid on an app that was invented in 2011. Well, it's given everybody a platform, hasn't it, to voice their opinion because everyone's opinion has to be heard. I have mentioned it before, but a friend of mine is in the public eye and she's like, oh, there's an awful website. And she showed me a page and she was like, look how horrible people are about her. And she's so nice. But people don't have jobs, hobbies, and they just go onto these websites just pouring hate. And it's hate breeds hate, doesn't it? When when someone, I read something the other day, it was like hurt people hurt people. And that's so true. I think people that are happy and they haven't got time to deal with bullshit like that. They're just cracking on with life on themselves. The people around them, they're not bothered. So I think it's more... I don't know if people, a lot of people just feel like they have to voice their opinion because it has to be heard. On social media, I think if we took it away, it would obviously have a seismic effect on society. But assuming everything settled down relatively normally after about six months, everyone would just go back to chatting at the water cooler and saying, did you see X Factor last night? Isn't he yeah. a dick? And then that's all they need to yeah. actually do. But now it goes in, yeah. it goes online and then people spark comments on it. And the next thing you know, they're having an argument about something that they didn't really care that much about in the first place. I honestly think most of these comments yeah. of trolls, 95% of these trolls are just getting something off their chest that they could have just said to their mate. It, it doesn't have to be put online. Could you imagine a world without social media? I'd love it. I'd have to like, what, what would you do? Open the window and do my topless selfie against the glass <laughs> and, and hope that people yeah, on the, a, the A10 noticed, oh, 10 people like did a thumbs up as oh they were going God. past. <laughs> Just walk it with no weird, top onto the pub, seeing people do that. <laughs> ten, li- ten likes on the school run. <laughs> yeah, ten people. Ten people liked me today. <laughs> yeah, heart emoji. <laughs> so, so as you walk past, I'm going. Eh, uh, uh, I'm doing a sick. Of- That's why we should be forced to live for a week as an exercise, emoting the same way you would online in real life, and you'd realise how bizarre, aggressive, ridiculous, and fake those emotions are. Do you think females make better leaders than in the workplace? So we know on a, we're saying on a national level, female leaders like to go into what? On a personal level, women nurse their conflict and enjoy it and do like four hour phone calls, drooling into the handset, talking about someone looked at them wrong. But what about somewhere in the middle? The leaders of record labels, the leaders of modern agencies, a comedy agent, the leader of businesses. Do you think women make better leaders overall or did it fall foul to the ladder being pulled up that you've put into the conversation, Kimberly? Where do you stand on 
women leaders in business and work? Yeah, I mean, there's people like Ariana Huffington who run the Huffington Post and the things that she's done over the years as a female leader, I feel so inspired by. Like just taking into consideration what people are feeling, bringing yoga into the workplace, making the hours workable for other people. Like I think she's been brilliant. But there's the flip side of that. When I think of like record labels and things, especially because when we were signed, it was like music business was failing. So there needed to be somebody at the top that was making some pretty cutthroat decisions. And it was a guy. And I think that he was able to make those decisions because for one, he was a man and he didn't take the emotions into account. And it was all about business and he just sort of made it happen. So I think it just depends on the situation, really, doesn't it? Because like, I'm sure a female could run a record business really, really well. But music is emotions, music and entertainment. I was going to say, yeah. You know, so when you get, mm. when you want to see someone succeed, sometimes that can blind you from the better business choices you should probably be making. So I think that's probably the flip side of, of a female running things. Whereas our daughter's school, like the, their headmaster is a guy and the way that he is able to make it happen, he just has everybody whipped into shape. Everybody wants to be good. Yeah. Everybody, there's no bullying in school. Like it's not even heard of. I've never even known anything like it. And on the flip side, there's been some female leaders within schools that are trying to do the same thing, but I feel like they're almost having to overdo it to create this masculine energy because they feel like that is when it, what's going to help lead these unruly groups of people. You know, it's not easy to lead kids and parents and all of that. And so I think that sometimes a female leader can overdo it because she's trying to tap into a masculine mm, energy that she's not really yeah. used to. So, um, yeah. 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 Can I, I make a sweeping generalisation that I, in my experience, I've tended to find that as a man being led by a woman has been a good balance. And I've often seen a team of women being led by a man as a good balance. And I think that... Because you always had female leaders. I always had, I've like... always had, all my agents sort of, and the leaders of my, of my agencies have always been female. And I found that I really, well really good. Yeah, I found that really useful. <laughs> I wonder why that is then. Is that, is yeah. that across the board in like the yeah. modeling oh, world? They... I just can't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Why would a woman want to stare at fit men and turn that into a career? It, doesn't make, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. So when you look at all the different artistic things you could do, right? If you are a pop star and you can, you, or a musician, you can make an album that everyone hates. You can make music that people slag off. If you're an author, you can write a book that people slag off. I know that. But if you're a comedian or a model... It is you. It is your very body and yeah. being. You can't really say, oh, that was a bad runway I did if everyone's calling you a minger and you're not working anymore or whatever. Yeah. And the same with comedy. People don't go, that was a bad show. They say, you, you are, bad. are not funny. Yeah. You are there. It's very weird to do a job when your body is the vessel of the thing being thrown into the conflict. I always say to people, if you're selling beans, you get to work on the beans and make the beans the best they can be. But we are the beans. Yeah, that's so true. It's very difficult to self-critique like that. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not putting down. By the way, anybody makes me. I know how much it hurts to create a thing, and everyone slags it off. I'm, I imagine it must be awful, right? But I'm just saying, when the thing is part of you, it's potentially more dangerous. And I wondered because yeah. I don't think we've had a model on, on before. What it's like working in the, in that sort of male version of that versus the female one, because it'd be really telling about conflict. Because it's the sort of the most hyper masculine thing you can do is to go is this is what a man should be bang by these jeans and the women are doing the same going bang by this I don't know torn bin bag with a tit hanging out if it's a current fashion show which is what normally goes down the bloody runway (laughs) but it's a sort of almost boiled down into its essence masculine feminine conflict what's the atmosphere like back backstage if you're doing a show what's it like in the industry give us an insight I think in general although I did I did well with my career and made it to the sort of height of the industry at every level of the industry whether it's the top or the bottom there is more at stake for the women in the fashion industry so as a man you automatically then adopt a slightly less engaged not unprofessional but in every room you're in the female's making more money, the brand are making more money off the female's clothes, everyone cares more about the females so in general, you're at work as not quite a second-class citizen, but always slightly on the back foot, slightly in the corner. And so you sort of do develop an almost self-deprecating style. And my tactic on it was just to detach and just do the best I can, be as professional as I can, but never never be walking into a room and get full of the product that I am. Understand that oh, I'm so useful for this. I just... I do my best. I go to the gym. I, I prepare myself as well as I possibly can and turn up and do my job. But you have to, you have to detach from that essence of you are the product, like you said, Russell. Like your jokes are not you as a person. It's really hard to detach from that. And if your look isn't yeah. right, that doesn't mean you as a person is wrong. Do you know what I mean? That's and that that that's years. I did it for twenty years. And there's some people don't aren't able to do it. Some people take it personally. Yeah. We're in an interesting age of conflict around media and modelling and people's bodies. There is literally a conflict in that industry at the moment going, this should be body diversity. We shouldn't be sending slim and in-shape people down the runway. And everyone's like, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, when I send slim, in-shape people down the runway, I sell more clothes. How the hell are we going to resolve this conflict? There's a lot that doesn't get said about why that debate ends up in the way it is. That sample sizes aren't just picked because we want to see skinny people walking down the runway. A sample is a sample because a young designer can only afford to make one of each of their products. Then if someone comes along and buys that product and wants to distribute it, they then can afford to roll out the whole lot. So they have to choose one size. And if you're going to build a modeling industry to effectively promote your clothes, it would make sense as an industry to get together and pick one size so that we, you know, it doesn't have to be me one day and then I don't work again for six years and then the next day is a different shaped person. They pick roughly the same size. And the reason why they picked the sample sizes they picked 
is because it's where men and these sizes are where men and women meet most balanced. So if you're a big guy and a big girl, you look two completely different shapes because of the way men and women's bodies are made up. So what you would get in an image that you're trying to create a perfect picture from is a nice balance of symmetry between the man and the woman character. And those are the reasons. Height is because of the runways. So you've got photographers at the end of the runways. So they, if you had different heights of people coming down, which sometimes happens, they'd all have to adjust their cameras. So all the shots would be different and the backdrop would then be different as a result. So that's why heights are Brilliant the same. Now, this doesn't ever enter into the debate because people, no, as we said, today. Love, <laughs> love the argument of, no, nah, but they should be bigger. No, nah, but I'm not represented. People would rather... No one wants to hear what I just said. Yeah. No one cares. And every yeah. time I've tried to say it, they, they just, oh, that's boring. Can we just have an argument, please? And that just tells yeah. you what people are like. People, yeah. We're back to the beginning. There people you go. love the conflict. That's it. And, and social media makes it work. Brilliantly explained. Never knew that. Learned something today. In a relationship, how important is good conflict resolution in a relationship? And this might sound like a question that's got an obvious answer. And yet, I know plenty of couples that have been together since they were teenagers, still together, really good at just doing a fiery argument, never resolving anything, having a shag and everything's all right. So... Is it just people that are really good at talking, like me, like to think that conflict resolution is really important, whereas in fact it might be just as important to quickly run upstairs, have a bit of nookie and never refer to it ever again? (laughs) I wish I could be more fiery, know exactly how I'm feeling and have a big blowout and be over it. But unfortunately, like, I am not made up like that. I am a talky, (laughs) touchy-feely, emotional being that takes time to go through the layers of what her own feeling. But it takes her about a week to figure out how she feels about things and we walk around in sort of a cloud of confusion as I'm ready. When's it going to happen? When are we going to... We have. Is it now? No, no, no. Sorry, no. That was just... She spilled a drink. <laughs> Never mind. I've waited a couple more days. And it, it, and it is... I think over the years, especially with kids now in the way of our sort of process, I think we've adapted our conflict re- resolution. We're, ha- we're, now, yeah. we're now comfortable with it taking a constantly longer. constantly in conflict constantly resolution. Constantly on a... Fl- on a yeah, 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 exactly. Working something out. It has to, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So you can find a window to discuss. Yeah, I suppose we're the same, really. But, Linz, you, you would definitely own up saying you've changed the way you resolve conflict in the 10 years I've known you. I mean, you're unrecognisable when it comes to conflict. Well, thank you. When we first met, if we checked into a hotel and then... You know, I'd ask for room 153 because it overlooks the sea and we were in room 154, which partially overlooked the sea. I would literally hide behind a fucking plant <laughs> while Hiroshima went off in, in the... Excuse me, how dare you? It's our money, I won't be treated like this. We'll never stay here again. I'll write to your bot. You know, full Joe no. Pesci in a wig. I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't be rude. Like, no, if you've paid for something, then you expect whatever you've paid for. You're not going to get short change. But you've become better at, le- at just drop it like it when it's hot type thing, not drop it like it's hot. <laughs> drop it when <laughs> it's hot. I've been out dancing too much. <laughs> too busy I just can't be bothered like I can't is it age though what I'm politely trying to say say, yeah I I think it it, yeah it's age and I feel like I'm a little bit wiser and also I can sometimes accept if I'm in an argument with somebody sometimes it's not about you or like so so, so if I'm having an argument it's not about me it's about actually it's about that person so I've learned to go okay let's disconnect from this situation this argument hasn't actually really got anything to do with me it's about how they're feeling Let's just move on from it. So I think it's definitely an age thing where I can identify that now. And for me, like my, I can identify with the fact that like in a similar way, 
So I'm a very internal person. I danced, you know, I started dancing when I was seven because I had lots of traumas and I didn't know how to enjoy the the reflection looking back at me. But when I got in the dance space, I could get lost in music and create these shapes and turns and leaps and jumps and all sorts. And I could find pride in that. And I didn't have to speak. I didn't have to talk about the traumas I was going through. I could just stuff it all in and find ways to let it out. And I think that once we, when we married, a big thing even in our vows was like, you have to talk. Like you have to be honest yeah, about yeah, yeah. how you feel and you have to communicate. It's literally in our vows. <laughs> <It's literally. laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've had to work at not just, cause when I, when when I when there's conflict, I run. I go yeah. the other direction. I hate drama. I hate conflict. It like is a trigger in me. It gives me like physical emotion, like physical things that happen. It can make me really sick even. Even in the dolls, like I got there's so much conflict that it just it took me to a place where I had to be sent to the hospital back in the States and off tour and realize Bloody if hell. I can't like get because it, it wasn't nothing was wrong with me it was the anxiety and stress in your brain and if you don't oh. find ways to deal with that and communicate it and get through it then it will literally take you down it will it will make your health suffer so i've started to finding ways to deal with the conflict and part of it is you do have to speak up about how you feel you can't help who you are we're all homo sapiens that are built in certain ways for many different reasons but you do have to have a space that's safe enough that you can just be on honest about it. And so even in our marriage, we've spent a lot of time getting to a place over the years that I'll just speak. And even though I can yeah. communicate now and I can speak, it still doesn't make the conflict resolution any easier. It just means that it's out in the open and we do have to deal with it together rather than me going to the studio and dancing it off and feeling like it's done and then exploding <laughs> a week later. <laughs> that. That'll be good. So are we going to resolve this or not? What do you think about this? Seven, eight... At that point, I'm terrified. If she says I've got a new routine to show you, I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> Can only have an argument on an eight. eight count. Sorry, that sentence had nine words in it. Just a quick fire one because we're out of time. Just a quick fire opinion. Is conflict resolution in a relationship something that you can cultivate or do you think you've got your natural levels which are quite hard to shift? Obviously, you can force each other to talk a bit. But how much can we change that? Yeah, I think it is. I think we've worked on it. It's yeah. not it's not a curable situation, but you can definitely improve. That's why therapy has become not such a like nuanced word. I think there's so many more people that are going to couples therapy and things. And it's not because somebody's going to yeah. fix them. It's just because they have a place that they're dedicating time for conflict resolution. Learn about each other. That and edibles both work. So thank you very much. <laughs> <Agreed>. <laughs> It's amazing how much you give a shit after you drop 10 milligrams of sativa. Of course, I'm joking. Please don't ever take uh, weed. That was a joke. (laughs) Uh, So thank you very much, Kimberly White and Max Rogers. Thank you very much for joining us. Do catch their podcast, The Fame Game. I'm sure you're both doing wonderful things. Also, if you'd like to see a grown man doing synchronised swimming to You Don't You Wish Your Girlfriend Was Hot Like Me, Google me, because that's what I did. Shut Uh, up. How do we not know this? Literally... Literally in a swimsuit. So everyone watch that after that. I'll, I'll, try and, I'll send you the link. Yeah. Yeah, Desperate on live, to see On it. live TV. Wow. Amazing. And, uh, so thank you very much for joining us. If you've come here as fans of any of the guests today, highly likely given their amazing profiles and wonderful personalities, please hang around. Do hit subscribe and do uh, leave a positive review. Don't leave a negative one or Lindsay will come after you and the arguments drag on for fucking months. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 